Amber. I'm Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where apparently we welcome each other, but make it sound like a question now? Am I not actually welcome here? You are always welcome, Amber. Oh, am I? The most welcome. Am I? Then why did the thing at the end of your sentence go up, Megan? You know what? That's a good question, Amber. I've got no answer. Mm -hmm. I welcome you. This doesn't feel like a safe space. I'm just going to put that out here right now. Mm. Well, I mean, is anywhere a safe space right now, Amber? Yeah, we're not going to get into that. That is not what this podcast is about. (laughs) You make a good point. This is about not thinking about that by watching stupid movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Good And then thinking about that when we critique the stupid movies for doing things that disappoint us. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The stupid movie that we watched today was The Spy Who Dumped Me. Ah, yes. What a terrible fucking title. Yes. Yes. Um, Are they trying to... Like, I, I assume that this is sort of both an Austin Powers reference and also a James Bond I, reference. Yeah. Just sort of like the, an homage kind of thing, but yeah. it's just... And it doesn't... Ha- I mean, besides there being spies, it's not like it's very Bondy or anything. It's a disappointing title that, that did not entice me into watching that movie. No. No, I had not watched this movie, and partly it was like, eh, that title seems a little meh. That title seems like not something that's geared towards old Amber, Amber Bambers here. That is, uh, it's yeah. front-loading the part that I'm not interested in. Yeah, exactly. Um, although it does have Kate McKinnon in it, which is something I am interested in. And then I thought, oh, okay, I actually like Kate McKinnon. Justin Thoreau, that guy's legit. Sam Hugan, or however sure. you pronounce that name. I've seen him. He's pretty. Okay, fine. Mila Kunis, is she's been in stuff guy? I've watched. Yeah, I yeah. told you that while we were watching the movie. Hmm. Yeah, that seems You're gonna familiar. ask me hey, questions I answered less than three hours ago. That hurts. Hey, Amber, you know what just occurred to me that I remembered all by myself? What, Megan? I'm very interested it, in to hear this. Is that guy's the uh, Outlander guy? Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, now I'm just mad. I thought of it all by myself. So, Amber, this movie is about two friends named Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon. That's actually, those are the actors' names? Um, you don't remember the characters' names, do you? You don't remember uh, I them I know all. one of them is Audrey. Okay, which, which other... one, though? Which one is Audrey? Oh, oh, you know what? Actually, now I do I do remember. Audrey is Mila Kunis, and Morgan Freeman is Kate McKinnon. Ooh, that's how you remember it. Good call. Good call. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, so uh, <laughs> what, what these two friends um, discover along this movie um, is not only you know, are they the best of friends? But um, they are the best of murder friends, Amber. They realize that what was missing in their life all along was a reason and, like, the authority to just go ahead and murder people. Dude, you are, you are not wrong. This movie is about two best friends realizing that the thing that's missing from their very good, good friendship is, yes. is just killing. Lots yeah. of killing. Just, and just being okay with it, like, from the from step one just like meh you know yeah i've never seen two people just really acclimate to first death and then murder just wham bam yeah that yeah. i it was actually kind of inspiring while simultaneously chilling i was chill spired mm-hmm. yes yeah i mean i think that there's like there could have been a thing um where they had to wrestle with, like, the humanity of it all. But given the movie, kind of movie that it is, like, that wouldn't have been interesting, really, because it's Ooh, not they, about they that. They very specifically did not wrestle with the humanity of it all. It was, there was no time for that. Yeah, so, uh, uh yeah, these women get involved in a um spy thing, and they have to save a thing, and then it's a thing. And uh, that's what the movie is about, Amber. Okay, that was, uh, yeah, sure, that's probably close enough. Mila Kunis gets dumped via text, finds out the guy who dumped her is a spy, and he he left a very special spy thing with her. Mm-hmm. Sam mm-hmm. Hugan is another spy, but he's a British spy. And right. he wants the thing, and maybe wants to help her, but maybe also is evil. 
and Justin Throw dies early on. And so, you know, that was sad. And then, you know, they go on a magical uh, international European tour of um, sticking spy stuff in their vagina and um, killing, just lots of killing. And Amber, when you say it was sad that Justin Thoreau died, what you mean is it was sad for us, the audience members, and not at all anything to the characters in the movie. Hey, he had already dumped her via text. He, he got what was coming to him as far as we're concerned, apparently. That's true. I mean, but seeing a man die in front of your eyes seems like it would leave a little bit of mark, but... There's uh, there's intrigue, there's double crosses, there's we don't know who's the good or the bad guy. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's fun. Scary Russian, very skinny assassin. Oh boy, yes. Uh, badass Jillian Anderson in charge cameo. Yes, please. A lot to like. You said it all. A lot to like, a lot to be mystified by, uh, but ultimately a wild romp was had by all. And Amber, what did uh, what did your critics say about this movie? Critics aggregate is at 52 on Metacritic. Okay. And the audience is at 59. Mm, it's pretty close. I'm 49 and 57 for Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is one of those classic in the mids kind of movies. It is a, it mm-hmm. is a solid failing grade. Yeah. Um, most of the reviews that I read were in high praise of Kate McKinnon and thought Mila Kunis was okay and that they would definitely watch a sequel starring Kate McKinnon. Yeah, everybody loved Kate McKinnon. She jumps off the screen. She's this is she's the only thing that keeps it interesting. She creates comedy out of nothing. She's larger than life. Yeah, even the people who didn't like the movie thought she was great and that she deserved better. And that's that's fair. Some some people said that they enjoyed the chemistry between Kunis and McKinnon. Some people said they didn't. Very few, few people mention Mila Kunis in their blurbs. I'm sure, you know, somewhere in the article they talk about these things, but we're talking about the blurbs people. We can't be bothered to read these articles. That's not the point, because we don't go that deep, because you don't go that deep. If we are using Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, we're just going by blurbs and numbers. And so we are going by blurbs and numbers. They judge the movie, we judge them for judging the movie, based on Mm -hmm. precious little. It's a wonderful system that takes very little time. Exactly. Plus, you know, if if you were to be looking at a movie, thinking about watching a movie, Amber, would you go to Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic and like look up and read all the articles no you're going to the blurbs i mean dude half the time the articles don't even exist anymore or they're behind a paywall i mean that is time and effort that i can spend watching a bad movie and enjoying it without anybody telling me whether or not i should i think that the 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 review blurb that sums it up the best for me of of the available blurbs is from mike ryan at up rocks sure because i've heard of that before a real thing the spy who dumped me does an effective job of putting these two outsiders into the world of a violent action movie. But then the plot of the action movie has some truly head-scratching scenes. But whatever. This is an August movie, and Kunis and McKinnon are funny, and that's what you're paying to see. Yep. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, I think that, I think that's pretty fair. There are only two people of color in this movie. Yeah. And they both play assholes. They both play assholes. You have mm-hmm. Hassan Minhaj... Who's great. Yeah, he's he's a great comedian. Um, he's good in this movie, He pl- but he plays like a fucking douche because the character is a douche yeah. and he turns out to be a bad guy. Right. Okay. And you have Lolly Atafape, whose name, I apologize if I'm mis- mispronouncing, she's in Shrill and she is in, what was it? Oh, she was in Miracle Workers. That's right. That's the thing I just watched. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy her. She's a British actress. I love the character she plays in Shrill better than the main character. Um... <laughs> Mm-hmm. But she plays this kind of dickish person who's just constantly ragging on Mila Kunis and is in the background to be like hated for calling Mila, Kul- Mila Kunis's character ordinary and boring, right? And right. that's the joke, right? And the and at the first before we even meet her, Kate McKinnon and and uh, Mila Kunis are like, oh no, here comes her. Exactly. Fine. Have that character. And okay, great that you have at least two people of color with speaking lines in this movie, but you have a lot of people in this movie. All of them are white and not like it's just it's mm, I guess there are only like three good people in the entire thing. Four, I guess, if you count Gillian Anderson. But Mm -hmm. still, it's just it's it, it feels a bit more of the same. Especially having one of your two POCs be a bad guy who's also a douche. But you do still have a female-led, female-written, female-directed movie going on here. Yes. That I was thoroughly entertained by. 
Mm-hmm. It wasn't a completely white cast. It wasn't. And there was a little bit of maybe one of the characters might not be straight in the movie. So cool. Yes. Um, and and there is um, the relationship, the friendship between Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon is this strong um, woman friendship and it stays strong the entire time. They don't do any of the stupid like... Let's have them like break up as friends and come back together. Like they're just always supporting each other, and that's that's kind of what the movie like. That that is the movie. That's what's interesting about the movie, and that I, I like that part of it for sure. Yep, the centerpiece is their friendship, and it is. It doesn't do that false tension. Like it doesn't. Like it isn't. It isn't the the will they won't they be friends? Oh, good, they came back together after a misunderstanding betrayal. Like the the actual narrative intent of their friendship is. There are no secrets between them. They know everything about each other and they are endlessly supportive and honest. And right. then they do lie to each other strategically for spy reasons. Mm-hmm. And they're just proud of each other for doing it. For being able to do it. Yeah. I yep. mean, that is, I am smiling. I don't know if you can hear the smile, but it's just, I, is, it, is it really that rare to see a female friendship be so foregrounded, so central and not be used for dramatic, stereotypical purposes of, oh, they're going to fight over a guy or they're going to have a stupid misunderstanding because they didn't communicate properly. It's like, no, bitch, they communicate so well that they can fucking murder people together and get tortured and everything's fine. Yep. Yep. It's beautiful and hilarious. I'm done with the Critics Corner. It is not a 50% movie. It's a 67. It's, you're right, Amber. It's exactly a 67% movie. It is a passing grade. It gets a little cockamamie in places, and it's, it's not perfect, but it is it is 67 level entertaining. I have watched 70% movies and thought, you, no. But I watch this, and I smile, and I laugh, and I think, ha, that guy's dead. Yes. And, yeah. Those people were dead, Amber. They were dead. Oh, Megan, let's let's talk about the dead people. Excellent. Let's do this thing. All right. At the beginning of this movie, Amber, we've got uh, Justin Thoreau being pursued um, by, seems like, everybody in the market that he's in. Mm -hmm. Um, Your your typical Lithuanian market, yes. Exactly. Uh, Justin Thoreau goes around uh, stealing things um, from the market tier folks um, in order to arm himself um, to uh to to fight off these um you know would-be murderers um and it's intercut with mila kunis celebrating her birthday although amber she's a little bit down in the dumps amber she's a little sad i because i can't tell if she's down in the dumps because because it's very it winds up kind of being ambiguous throughout the movie and they don't really put a lot of effort into developing that story of is she down because she was dumped via text mm-hmm. or is she down because she's turning 30 and has never really figured out what she wants to do with her life? And yeah. I, yeah. And I think the, the movie more or less edges much more heavily into she's down because she hasn't figured out what she wants to do with her life. For sure. Which is kind of, you know, which is kind of good because, you know, you don't need the like woman being so sad because she was dumped by a guy kind of thing. Um, I mean, he did do it in a dickish way, you know, dump somebody by text after a year. That's not fair. But then they also do have that undercurrent throughout. Like, it doesn't seem to be the most important part. I think that the it's not the fact that he dumped her, he, him specifically, and she misses him. It does seem to more be how he dumped her. And then it's just, you know, one more thing that isn't going super well in her life. Right. Yeah, because, yeah, they don't, it, it's unbalanced. You're totally right. They, they like, <laughs> you know, she hates that he, he dumped her by email or for, by text, but she's passionate enough to want to burn his stuff, but she doesn't really blink an eye when he's murdered in front of her but then they keep cutting back to their meat cute and it's kind of i think it's supposed to be sweet so yeah it's it, it feels a little uneven about what she feels about him i don't know 
Yeah, it, it is an odd kind of, it does, like, their meet-cute is kind of cute. It was her last birthday, and yeah, she she challenges him to pick the worst song in the jukebox, and they dance, and she tells him how she never finishes anything. She tried law school, she tried art school, she dropped out of both of them, and then that's kind of it. Like, that's all you get from yeah. her character. She's unhappy with where she's at, and she started dating this guy who dumped her via text, and she really didn't know that much about him at the end of the day. And then, yeah, right. when, when he is murdered in front of her, it is effective, and she keeps kind of bringing it up, but not in a way where she's like, oh, no, I really loved him. Right. Which is which is good. I like that. But it does yeah. seem like they, they just hadn't really decided or figured out a good device to give us a sense of her. Right. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, the 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 reason that Justin Throw finally, um, after apparently she texted him a whole bunch and called him a whole bunch, the reason he finally gets back to her is when Kate McKinnon says um, that they are going to burn his stuff. He's like, oh, shit, don't burn my shit, because P.S. I left a very important spy device thingy in your in, in your house anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that assassins are coming. Indeed. Enter enter Sam Hugan and Hassan Minhaj. You have them playing a CIA and MI6 agent who want what Justin Thoreau has and want her to tell them if he gets in contact with her. Right. And then Justin Thoreau shows up for his shit and then gets shot. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. First, I think, by, like, some sort of government team... And then the guy that Kate McKinnon met in the bar during Mila Kunis's birthday, who was gross. Like, she she, yes. she attempted to use his aggressive masculinity to entertain her friend with the dumb bullshit that was coming out of his mouth. Then she winds up sleeping with him. Yeah. Then he winds up coming out naked and shooting Justin Throw in the neck. Mm-hmm. We see his dick and balls. I didn't we- need to see his dick and balls. No. But what no, I appreciate not- is that that is the only nudity in this film. That is true. That is the only nudity in this film. You're right. I yeah, do not see good. breastises. Nope. But I do early on yep. see, see Ukrainian assassins dick and, dick and balls. Yep. Just before Kate McKinnon throws him out a window. Oh, yeah. She, this, is that the first of the, the, the pair's murder spree, Ember? That Might is the be, first right? person that one of them kills. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, but it's it's just before Justin throws dies. He says that he didn't want to put Mila Kunis in danger by telling her mm-hmm. what he did, but that he also left this thing that a lot of very dangerous people want with her because he could trust her. Right. But by leaving that thing, obviously, it's I mean, very clear, very clear that he's there's there's some sketch, some sketchness going on with this. But he's dead. He gets shot and he's dead and it's OK. Yeah. yeah. This then leads them to going to Europe because, of course, he gives her instructions in case he doesn't make it. In case he doesn't make it. And, the, right, instructions to go to Europe, which they do, which is, you know, of course leads the story along. But, like, <laughs> spur of the moment trip to Europe seems a little uh, fancy. Yeah, let's just go to Austria while mm-hmm. the CIA is chasing us. Mm-hmm. And also a Ukrainian assassin and probably other people. Sure. Fuck it. I mean, Kate McKinnon is super on board with it. She's she's very persuasive. This is this is more her energy and excitement than it is Mila Kunis thinking it's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, Kate McKinnon has gotten her first taste of blood, so she's just kind of looking for her next fix. I do not disagree with you, friend. <laughs> then leads to what I feel to be uh-huh. an excellent action scene. Yes. Of, you know, that good kind of like ridiculous ultraviolence that's so far out of hand that you just can't take it seriously, but also you wince when it happens. That mm-hmm. that to me is like right, right perfect. That's, that's right where I want it to be. These yeah. two brilliant women take this statue of, of, of Justin Thoreau's to the cafe at Austria that, that he told them to go to. And oh, Sam Hugan shows up and he claims to be the contact. But then... Kate McKinnon has to go have diarrhea. And in the bathroom, she sees a woman with the name tag Vern. What the fuck is going on? Oh, I'll tell you what's going on. Everybody in that restaurant has a gun, wants the statue, and is just going to kill everybody else. And then they do. And there are some great highlights, Megan. Yes. Yes, there are. There is... 
I'm just going to jump to it because I, I can't not. Um, there is the most upsetting death I have like ever seen in this one. I picked up on that because of your response to it. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, Sam Hugan just dunks one of the guy's heads into a giant pot of fondue. Megan's response was, that's so terrible. I can't tell you how terrible that is. Oh, God. It was the worst thing I've ever seen, Amber. You were very affected by this. Yeah, and it's not like it was excessively, like, gory, but, like, I don't know, maybe I can just really picture being, like, your face. It's it's like that Game of Thrones thing with the gold and the head, except it's cheese. And cheese is so sticky and boily and hot. Oh, I mean, God, Amber. I have watched you watch a man's face melt. Uh-huh. And yet your reaction has not been that visceral. No, there was something was specific about it being hot cheese. Hot cheese, Ember. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So that was fantastic for me. Yeah. We learn Mila Kunis is a very good shot. She pulls a gun off mm-hmm. a dead body and kills a guy. This is her first kill of, of the game. Sure. Um, but did we also game? did see her. Oh, I did say game. This is very clearly <laughs> a video game. Mm-hmm. She, because we know that her mad shooting skills come from having played lots of shooting video games. Exactly. Yeah. That's all the explanation we need for that shit. Mm -hmm. She also outsmarts Sam Hugan by giving him a decoy trophy. Ha ha. So clever. Yeah. Obviously at the airport, they bought all the decoy trophies. Exactly. Because thinking ahead, spycraft, they know what's up. Uh, after that, it, it gets crazy. They have to flee. They try to steal a car. They do a very bad job of it because none of neither of them drive sticks. So they're just sort of slowly rolling down an incline while the couple that owns the car is like walking beside them, getting unhappy at them. That, that was very funny. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. It was a little piece of ridiculousness. It was very good. It was a good gag. It was mm-hmm. it wasn't like stupid. It was effectively done. It was well shot. It was silly. It was right after some crazy violence. Yep. It, it was, was short. It was short. Was, yeah. Exactly. It was this the beginning of the movie like the first third to two thirds and a couple critics said this too were really good spot on comedic action. Yes. Yeah, agreed. So then we launch right into a car chase. They get into a cab. Yes. They Motor- do. Motorcycles start chasing them. Lucas, uh-huh. the driver, might be my yes. favorite character in the movie. Oh, like, he's so good. So he's like their Uber driver, and they convince him that they're uh, supposed to be the people in his ride. And uh, yeah, as soon as they say, we got to get away from these motorcyclists, like, Lucas is all in. Like, he's ready for a chase, Amber. I mean, he did say that he's not okay with a fine experience. He wants a great experience. He offers them water sparkling mm-hmm. or still he offers them yes. music he, he's a dj but what they really want is for them to get away from the guys with guns and his response fuck yeah and fuck yeah. he's a very good driver megan yeah he does really well zigzagging in and out of things motorcycles are chasing him shooting at him then we switch back to lucas i smoked so much meth before he says then we switch back <laughs> to the driving and the shooting. Ah, he's going this way. He's going that way. We shoot back to Lucas. Fear is an illusion. <laughs> he had so many good one-liners. So, then he he totally smokes one of the guys on the motorcycle and then shoots back to Lucas. He holds up a hand to Kate McKinnon and says, high five, up here. And then the most tragic thing in the movie happens. Yes. Oh, oh. Yeah, Lucas, Lucas gets shot, Amber. Lucas Ooh. is dead. That was rough. That was a rough moment. But luckily it gives uh, Mila Kunis an opportunity to shine by sitting on his dead body and driving the car like a badass. Yes. Which is also very good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. One of the motorcycles she hits, that guy goes so high in the air. Yeah. Oof. Oof. And I, for, there was a moment where one of them was on the roof of the car they were driving, and yes. then they, they, <laughs> they mom bar each other before yes, which is slamming cute. on the brakes, which is adorable. Mm-hmm. And then the motorcyclist goes flying, lands very badly, but still gets up, has another gun. You're like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Don't worry, he gets hit by a bus. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, just out by a bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. probably the most sociopathic moment in the movie, 
comes when they're getting out of the car and Mila Kunis yells five stars at Lucas. <laughs> the dead guy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That was kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh. That was that, dark. That, that man's dead. You got that man dead. The, like, you did that's get your that fault. man dead. Yeah, and he was very helpful to you and supportive. So it's that, that moment to me is kind of the, are they sociopaths or is this their version of shock? Yeah, good question, Amber. We never know. We never know. What we do know is that following this, when they're trying to recoup and figure out what to do next, Kate McKinnon and Mila Kunis are in a bathroom, and Kate McKinnon's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's just take a minute to appreciate you. You shot a guy. You switched the trophies and, and fooled an intelligence agent. He literally works an intelligent, and you were more intelligent than him. You just drove that car away from those guys like a badass. You are incredible, and I want you to own it. I'm not going to let you minimize this. Yep. <laughs> Have you ever felt so alive in your whole life? That was very good. That is both. both <laughs> yeah. Oh, both the like her like appreciating her friend, and then also like at the end, she's like, "Have you ever felt so alive?" <laughs> like, she's like, oh boy. <laughs> Yep. Like, it's this positive affirmation. Like, you need to hear this. You're always so down on yourself, but look at what you just accomplished. Let's take a mm -hmm. minute and count yeah. the bodies. Like, that's yeah. Yeah, not exactly. the scene you usually get after moments like that. They're either panicking or vomiting or worrying about the murder. But this is the moment where, like, yeah, I, I did shoot that guy. And Kate McKinnon's like, no, it's fine. He was a bad guy. Very bad man. Was going to kill you. It's yep. cool. And then we breeze past it. We are not going to worry about the body count in this movie, people. No, no. And it's so high that, you know, it would take all movie to, to worry about it. So it's better we don't. Ugh, I just, I really enjoy that scene. Yep. The dress down. Yes. I, I also enjoy that the first time we see Gillian Anderson in this movie, mm -hmm. she's talking to Hassan Minhaj and Sam Hugan after they just fucked up in that Austrian restaurant where everybody died and they failed to get the drive. And when Megan sees Gillian Anderson, her response is, yes. <laughs> Which is the ev everybody's response when they see Gillian Anderson. I do not disagree. And it was mm -hmm. extra funny to me because that's exactly the response that Kate McKinnon's character has the first time she sees Gillian Anderson. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, that's true. That is true. It was great. It was great. They finally get caught by them at some point. You know, the CIA and MI6, they blah, blah, blah. We need the drive. Terrorists, who cares? The plot really isn't that important. And Gillian Anderson walks in the room and Kate McKinnon's response is amazing. You're the boss? Yep. Oh my, you're in charge, but you have not sacrificed one ounce of your femininity. <laughs> I have so much respect for you that I have circled around into objectification. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, yeah. And the critics aren't wrong about Kate McKinnon. She is, she is delivering everything that you really want and is funny she's got great lines i imagine more than half of them are probably just off the top of her goddamn head mm -hmm. but yeah jillian anderson is also just fucking incredible oh oh my god yeah no she is yes. in charge and she is so disappointed in her male agents she is so they are just bumbling fools oh my god uh yeah uh, there are really some really solid comedic moments in this movie yeah, I, I do want to say that before they meet Gillian Anderson, um, they are tortured by a gymnastic uh, gymnast. You're um, not wrong, Megan. Which is, uh, uh, let's see, Ivana Sankno plays um, Nadija, um, who is a Russian gymnastics um, <laughs> supermodel um, slash assassin. Yes. Slash, yes, uh huh. And she gymnastics tortures them. It's. It's fantastic. I just I just need to say that. Good old-fashioned gymnast torture. I do not disagree with you. It is it is very good. It's <laughs> She's very intense looking every time you see her. Every time. Which I mean supermodel slash gymnast slash assassin. Sure. Yeah. I, I think yeah. well, Kate McKinnon says You're you're barely human, you're so pretty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is about right. She does kind of look a little bit alien. Uh -huh. She does. She look. She does look a bit alien. Yep. 
again, love that the assassin is a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they do get tortured by her and a little bit by two people that she thought were Justin Thoreau's parents, but turn out to just be the buyers Mm -hmm. for the thing. She says she doesn't have it. She can't lie, people. But guess what? She super can. She does have it. And it is hidden in her vagina. Yep. What did you call the vagina, Ember? It's nature's pocket, Megan. Yes, you did say that. I think mm-hmm. I learned that from Broad City, though. I, I don't think I can Yes, that. I do think that's a Broad Cityism. Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's still good. And it's, I'm glad oh, yeah. you remembered it. It is something that's very important to remember. We don't have to swallow everything, ladies. We We have a solid alternative. Yeah, th- there's a place for that. Uh, it turns out the stupid thing is a backdoor to the internet. Okay. Which does it, it's just, it's just a MacGoober. Like, it doesn't really matter what it does, except that everybody wants it. Exactly. And I think they sort of understood that. Like, it, it being just terrorist plans or something like that wouldn't necessarily explain why so many people want it. Making it a backdoor to the internet is like an everybody wants it kind of MacGoober. So fine. I don't right. care. Whatever. Yep. It, it's not really important to the plot, Amber. <laughs> it, <laughs> at this point, it does kind of devolve into, okay, we're going to be spies now. And Sam Hugan has gone rogue in his efforts to protect Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon right. from all the people that want to kill them. So he's, he's off the clock as an MI6 agent. He's still going to help them. Especially after they find out that Hassan Minhaj is a bad guy and wants to sell it to bad guys. So then he gets killed in a hostel by a, some other big dude. Don't worry about it. it it's it's good. It's it, a good it's, scene. It's really fun. Um, <laughs> that whole interaction was fun. I don't know that it's worth like talking about, but like it's a really just kind of fun scene. That's all. Agreed. Mila Kunis has to cut off his thumb so she can use his phone, again, right, proving is... that this is the life she was meant for. Yeah, more more like just sociopathy or something where, well, she needs the thumb. She needs Hassan Minaj's thumb to open his phone. Like, what, what else do you want me to do but tear it off? I mean, it, it makes the most sense. You need to keep the phone. You can't carry around the whole body. It's already weighted and ready to be dumped in the water. You just take the thumb, snip, snip, and then... Just shove that baby into the water. Yep. And you shove the thumb, obviously, into a lipstick holder. Exactly. It's the perfect mm. size and shape. Mm-hmm. Man. Form and yeah. function. That's what it is to be a woman. Yes, it's very true, Amber. Um, yeah, at this point, it has devolved. Like, there, there's just a lot. That, you know, they wanted them to end up, I guess, at a circus act which is where they end up because of reasons. And like, at this point, the movie's just way off the rails, which is which is fine for the most part, but it it, it loses itself in the last third or so. Yeah, it goes poor, pure, pure zany comedy. It's just kind of, what do we want? We want, okay, circus act, but we're, it's like a fancy party with dignitaries. So Cirque du Soleil, fuck you, I don't care. Kate McKinnon's yeah. gonna get up on a trapeze and fight the partially exploded Russian assassin. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to have a trapeze fight, and that'll be great. And don't worry about it. And then Kate McKinnon will kick the assassin off of the trapeze directly onto some anchors that are nearby. Yeah. And she will be skewered and die. It's, and then it's the audience very, will go wild. Yeah, it's very gory. And yes, Amber, that is also the upsetting part, is that the audience then just gives it a standing ovation. Because they think it's part of the act? Yeah, you I know suppose? those trapeze murder fights that you see in Cirque du Soleil where they're punching each other and choking each other and then one of them winds up very clearly dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like Roman times in Gladiators. Yep, exactly. It does kind of feel like what it is. <laughs> yeah. So while that's happening, mm-hmm. Mila Kunis finds out that Justin Thoreau, <gasps> he ain't dead. What? What? And then he starts feeding her some amazing lines that are that very clearly it's shit that people have heard before from abusive personalities just written into the script of like a violent spy comedic action. 
when she's like, oh my God, you're alive. His response, the idea of you being out there is what kept me alive. And then... Yeah. That, that I, I, and in my mind, I'm going, oh no, oh no, is she going to believe this? Yeah, because she's like, she'd believe this. She's looking like she believes this. And she's, oh, I'm so, I was so scared. I'm, I'm so happy to see you. And then she's like, but I mean, did you leave the drive at my apartment because you thought I wouldn't leave or grow or do anything with my life? I'm like, this is the conversation <laughs> you're having right now? Okay. Did you send me to Vienna because you thought I wouldn't question you? I mean, you did go. Um, you did actually, you did. You, you did, you did do that. You did. Um, and then, of course, his response is, but you did such a good job, and now I love you even more. I've never loved you more. Oh, and then she hugs him and say, let, says, let's go home. Yeah, and and me and Amber are like, I'm so cool. scared. Can we please go home? And yeah, both of us are just, this is terrible. This is dumb. Like, she hasn't been necessarily the smartest about everything that's happened, you know? Like, why didn't they look inside the little trophy long before they actually did obviously there's something inside of it the cia obviously. and a bunch of people don't just want a fucking trophy and i and i believe i said to you amber she better be playing him because come exactly. on exactly and of course she is he goes she to pull is. his gun to shoot her but guess fucking what that little hug i'm so scared can we please go home she took his goddamn gun she did yeah but then she kind of fucks it up by standing way too close to him yeah, yeah. You always got to back up. You, you can't like, gosh, I know that John Woo makes it look really cool when people hold guns up to each other's like two inches from their faces. But that's not how you have a gun. It's just you got to back up. You, you got to really back should. up. Amber. Yeah, you got to get some distance between especially if the person is like larger and stronger. Like you, you got to give yourself room to maneuver. And sh I, I don't know. I honestly, yeah. Hand me a gun, put me in a standoff. I'll probably try to John Wood just because that's what I know. That's I'm. Yeah. That's what I know. So I, I honestly can't fault her. She's she's still pretty new to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But don't worry. Kate McKinnon has showed up after murdering somebody on a trapeze, and she picks up a cannonball and throws it at his fucking head. So he should be dead. He should be super duper dead. And he, also, that she must be so strong. Both of those things, yes, Amber. And then if you didn't have enough reasons to want Justin Thoreau dead, he then is on the ground. Mila Kunis has the gun on him again. He's like, oh, you're going to shoot me? Pff, fuck you. That's cute. You never finish anything you start. <laughs> he has to throw that back in her face. What a dick. What? What? It's, I mean, I mean, she doesn't shoot him, but she does pretend to shoot him because she mm -hmm. does want him to shit himself. Yes. Yes. Fair. I like that. He goes to prison because you don't need to execute everybody who wrongs you. That's mm -hmm. not the kind of person that they are. Yep. Hear that, Julian Moore from Next? You don't <laughs> need to execute everyone <laughs> at the end of the movie and they're powerless. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and then because this can't be, you know, exactly the perfect, terrible, female-led, female mm -hmm. relationship comedy action. She does wind up kissing Sam Hugan. It's not yeah. the biggest part of it. There's like, there's flirting and yeah. they seem to like each other and they kiss, but it's not the, it's not the whole thing. She goes home with Kate McKinnon. Right. Yeah. But yeah, there's a, yeah. there's a scene where he's like, oh, did you like your, your first trip to Europe? She's like, you know, it wasn't boring, but I didn't get to do everything I wanted to do. And Megan was like, is it kisses? Was it kisses that you wanted to do? Was it kisses? Was it kisses? It was kisses, wasn't it? <laughs> it was kisses. Okay, it was kisses. And then it turns out that Kate McKinnon and Mila Kunis became spies. Yes. Yeah. Or we, just we murderers? Maybe just or murderers. It kind of seems like they just became murderers. <laughs> Freelance murderers. It's really hard. To, Sam Hugan's there, but he's gone rogue before, so it's really hard to tell. Yeah. So at the very end, Amber, we have Kate McKinnon in a conversation with Jillian Anderson, where um, Jillian Anderson is telling her that uh, what's his name can come back to work. And uh, Kate McKinnon is just saying, yeah, that's great. We'll we'll both be there on Monday. And Jillian Anderson is like, uh, no, not you, him. And Kate McKinnon is like, yeah, yeah, no, um, yep, I'll come in. I'll uh, bring some donuts. Uh, it'll be great. Yep, yep. See you Monday. It's kind of adorable. It was. She was super crush fanboy on both Gillian Anderson and the fact that murdering is fun. 
Um, yes. And being a spy seems to just be about murdering and sticking secrets up your vagina and uh, pretending to know how to do the trapeze and then murdering someone on a trapeze. It's it, Honestly, it did look like a whole bunch of fun if you don't mind all the murder. She's never felt so alive, Amber. I mean, both of them have never felt so alive. Oh, both of them for sure. But Kate McKinnon said that shit out loud. I mean, she was being honest with herself. She was at all times 100% honest with herself, with Mila Kunis's character, and also with her amazing parents who we have not talked about. Oh my God, we did not talk about them. The um, <laughs> always amazing Jane Curtin paired with yes. Paul Reiser play her just super supportive parents that she tells quite literally everything to at all times. Uh-huh. Sends them dick pics of the guy she's sleeping with. Um, like the conversation, the two conversations that she ends up having with them are some of the best parts of the movie where she's just, she's just, I mean, she's telling them about how she killed a guy and, and her mom, I guess, is a, no, her dad's a lawyer. It doesn't matter. And, and like, yep, no, that sounds justified. You know, it's like, very much uh, yeah it's like oh you killed the guy i can get you off of that oh it was in self-defense oh well then you're fine easy yeah Mm -hmm. this is nothing and they're just so proud of her they are just so proud of everything she does like they're they're looking at the like uh news about how she's a wanted criminal and they're just like oh honey we we see we see what you're doing out there we're proud yeah oh man just so so loving so supportive it's it really is beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful parent-child, parent-adult-child relationship, and it's a beautiful female friendship relationship, and it's a beautiful, super crushing objectification of Gillian Anderson relationship. I mean, the, the, the reviewers weren't wrong. The critics weren't wrong. Kate McKinnon is the main star of this movie. Is the jewel, yeah, for sure. The shining, shining jewel of this movie. And I do, I want to be clear. I don't think that as a queer actress, she should have to play a queer character. And I do love movies that sexuality shouldn't have to be explicit. It should be able to be ambiguous and fluid. And you shouldn't have to be like, this is a straight character. This is a gay character. But I think we also live in a moment and a time where it's really important that entertainment reflect different bodies in different spaces so that people get used to, one, seeing them, and two, seeing themselves. So I don't think she should have to play an overtly lesbian character just because she herself as a human being happened. But I'm just saying, I enjoyed the ambiguity, but I also would enjoy seeing more queer representation. I don't know. I don't know. That's yeah. just me. I, I don't think we should have to force people to do things, but I just also think that we need to do more. Agreed, Amber. So well said. Was it, though? Nothing I say is well said. I really shouldn't weigh in on any topics. I'm sure I'm saying the wrong thing at all times. Moving on, Megan. Yes, Amber. I like this movie. Excellent. So what would you rate on the rock scale? Uh, Outstanding. Crazeballs or K? This movie's obviously crazeballs. She murders somebody on a trapeze. There's a crazy Russian assassin who loves a balance beam and is a gymnast and a supermodel. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about how... Kate McKinnon and and, uh, and Mila Kunis are talking about how they're the best of friends and how they know everything about each other. And they just start like they start listing out shit they know about each other. And this is all in front of the, the Russian gymnast. And, and they're like, don't you have a best friend who knows everything about you? <laughs> what does she do, Amber? She looks at the balance beam and says, Bobic. And mm. then she tortures them. So, you know, it, it's, it is a, a zany, crazy movie. They're... Mm-hmm. Are zany crazy things. It takes a certain level of accepting that, you know, violence is <laughs> cartoonish and can yeah. be amusing as long as it's not real, which I think mm-hmm. is a fine suspension that people have no issue with when it's male led movies. Yes, I think that's a very good point, Ember. I think you do mm-hmm. still have people pointing out that they are ultra violent or that they are, you know, they go too far, but I don't think you necessarily have the same level of scrutiny over blase reactions to horrific things when it is a male lead because you're like well that's just the genre fuck you Mm -hmm. yeah it is just the genre it doesn't matter what the gender of the main character is exactly and so i think it also helped with the joke because it was yeah yeah absolutely agreed yeah this movie's obviously craze balls craze balls megan do you have an abby story so i was hanging out with abby and uh she turned to me and she said maggie you're one of my best friends and that was really, really cute. And then half a second later, she said, and you know who else? Farby. 
which is one of my brother's friends, who is fantastic. And I think she's met like three times. Has she <laughs> met him true. in person? Yes, she's okay. met him in person several times. And three times is an underestimate. But um, <laughs> I just thought that was fantastic. Like, you are my best friend. Plus this guy who I think is really silly. And he is. And Farvey's delightful. Um, it was just very amusing to me. Yeah, no, no. Like the aunt who comes down and takes care of her and has been there since her birth is exactly the same Mm -hmm. as uh, one of her father's friends who she's met a handful of times. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ah, the mind of a three-year-old. So great. So malleable. So Uh just caught up in the moment and uh, so dismissive of all the efforts you put into making Mm -hmm. her life happy and comfortable. I love it. I support her. Make you work for it. Don't let you just like get too comfortable. Yeah, you're her best friend, but you got to step it up because Farbie is hot on your heels. Farbie's silly and I got to catch the heck up. Yeah. Right, who are we kidding? Can you catch up to Farbie? No, no one can. Um, so also um, you might suspect that uh, Farbie is not actually Farb's name, um, but so Abby and uh, this other little kiddo were talking about um, uh, nicknames. And they were like, oh, what's some example of nicknames? And they turned to Farb and and uh, they said, Farb, do you have a nickname? <laughs> and, and Farb was about to say, well, actually, and then my brother <laughs> and Nate were like, nope, nope, he doesn't. His name is Farb anyway. <laughs> so they, they wanted the kids to just always think his name is Farb. Anyway, pretty great. I think that's reasonable. If you can brainwash yeah. somebody into doing something that amuses you, always do that. Always do that thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, Amber, uh, do you have any recommendations? Yeah, I recommend that everybody watch Spy because it's uh, like yes. this, but better. But I'm not mm-hmm. going to describe it. I, I genuinely think if you want to listen to our next episode, you should watch Spy. Because that's what we're going to fucking watch because I want to watch that now. Yes, let's and do it. It's not going to be like Paycheck. It's not going to be like, oh, I watch Next and I think, oh, this is this reminds me of Paycheck, but Paycheck is better, so I'm going to enjoy it. It's not going to be like that because I know Spy is a superior movie in every way. I enjoyed this movie. It is a crazeballs movie, but Spy is amazing and we're going to watch it. And then we're not going to yell at the critics, although we might a little because it's technically well-reviewed. What I am going to do is yell at the fucking users that gave it a 50 on Metacritic. Oh, you little bitches. I'm coming for you. Oh boy, this is fair warning. Run. Yeah, watch Spy if you don't want it ruined with all the things that we're going to say about it. Perfect. Megan, do you have a recommendation? Okay, yes. My recommendation comes with a lot of caveats here. So I am going to recommend um, The Fall, which is uh, one of those British crime um, procedurals kind of, um, that stars Gillian Anderson. Um, Gillian Anderson in that is essentially her character, an extension of her character in The Spy Who Dumped Me. Like, she's, like, um, you know, just just composed as hell and um, on top of things and just fantastic. Um, Gillian Anderson is amazing in this uh, show. Here's all the trigger... So, trigger warnings and, and watching warnings... Um, there it's it's about a serial killer it's about a serial rapist like it's it's a hard it's a hard watch um you know doing some reading about it I was like eh. and and people were like yeah I can't sleep after watching that so if if um if you are not inclined to enjoy that kind of thing do not watch it um but it it is quite good um and and the other caveat is, if you do enjoy watching that kind of stuff, stop at the first season. Uh, the second season's okay. And the third season's, season's absolute bunk. So, like, you, you gotta, like, they got, they had a story, Amber. They had a, you know, one season story. And people loved it. And so they just kept making it. I feel like that happens to people a lot. You do one thing really well and like, oh, we'll keep doing that and but also do more. And like I don't mm-hmm. I had that. I gave you I gave you what I had and it was that. We'll just I don't know, look in your couch cushions, bitch. Give us more. <laughs> exactly. And you get exactly what you asked for ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. You get the lint and the old, you know, popcorn yep. and 
Yeah, why, why do we always need... Not every idea and show needs multiple seasons. Certainly, very few of them require more than three or four. The show is stretching into, like, its eighth to sixteenth season. It's either animated and probably still should have been canceled, or just they are kicking that carcass down the hill to just keep making money. Yeah. And I hate to... Innovate. Yeah. I hate to complain about anything that puts Gillian Anderson on the TV in front of my eyeballs, but, you know, yeah. But you want to see her shine, not just, exactly. like, walk around in a zombie of a show that's shambling on down the road with just nothing to really offer you. Yeah, that's kind of countering the beginning of the show and making the beginning of the show worse because of what it's done now to her character later on in the show, so... Wow, that was very specific and yet oblique. So, mm -hmm. yep. well done. Thank you. Well, uh, we're done. We did the recommendations. Perfect. And we're done. And bye, Megan. Amber, yes, I'd like to say bye to you. Um, <laughs> Amber, I would like to say goodbye to you. Um, I want to say uh, we are in Bad Movies Rock at um, on Twitter. And we're Bad Movies Rock Podcast uh, at gmail.com. And also, please go out and register for vote for voting. Um, get your vote plan in in order and and do it. I know voting's voting's not the end all be all of of you know change and such, but but it is important. Um, and uh, also, Amber, I would like to say to you, my friend, uh. people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw rocks. People shouldn't live in glass houses, especially in this day and age. Dumbasses. Good point. Fucking throwing rocks is the least of their concerns. Also, people in general probably shouldn't throw rocks. It is not a friendly thing to do. If you are throwing rocks, you are likely in the wrong. Or being attacked by a bear. I don't know. <laughs> Bye, Megan. Bye, Amber. Bye.